Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I would probably give slight edge to Jokic. Oh. When you read the NBA and NPR, it's the best. It's the best PER in NPR. Jeez, yeah. PER, the best PER in NBA history. History, thirty-two point nine. Right. It's that's that's hard for me. When you're able to ascend what you did the following year, Allen, as MVP, and I, I get that Joel Embiid. He did it I give twice, him a lot of credit for doing that Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I give him a lot of credit for doing that Ben Simmons. But I'm looking at two key cogs that were missing from this team in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And the fact that they finished six or better in the Western Conference and they're not in the play-in tournament, I'd probably give a slight edge to Jokic. That's Jay Williams on uh, ESPN 690. Jay Williams talking about the MVP in the NBA. Meanwhile, uh, baseball second opening day, opening day for some, uh, Brian Baker from UNF apparently is pitching for Baltimore right now. So there you go. We mentioned the local flavor hmm. against the Rays, and he's actually on the mound pitching. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yankees and Red Sox tied at five. Tiger Woods update now. Tiger Woods, if you're just jumping in, he had a really good day yesterday. He battled for it, but he had a really good day, just uh, four shots off the lead. The, you know, people are throwing sweaters on. The wind has picked up. Cooler temperatures at Augusta. It's hard out there right now, and Tiger did not get off to a good start. Bogeyed the first hole and then had three straight bogeys. By the seventh hole, he was four over, and then we were talking about the cut line. Well, he birdied eight, made a nice par putt on nine, stuffed the birdie in there on number 10 with a great iron shot, just bogeyed 11, and 11's playing really hard. There's no shame in bogeying 11 today. But uh, he's he's obviously in the middle of uh, Amen Corner and in the back bunker at 12. He's fortunate it got back to the bunker because he had flew flew everything. Obviously couldn't judge the wind. So uh, Tiger is two over par. He's six shots off the lead held by Scotty Scheffler uh, there at the Masters. And he's now going to be on the fringe putting for par on 12. He's probably going to bogey 12. So back to three over par. The cut line is right around four over. So that's what you're looking at at Augusta. We'll keep you updated before the end of the show. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We just had Dana White on. Of course, UFC 273 coming to town tomorrow. It's actually already here. Weigh-ins and press conferences and the rest. And uh, yesterday, uh, before the show, Austin and Casey caught up with Alexander Volkanovsky, who is headlining the event against the Korean Zombie. Here's the conversation. I'm Casey Kurtz here with my guy, Austin Lane. We are joined by an incredible guest, main event of UFC 273 in Jacksonville, Saturday night. The UFC featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. First fight of 2022. How excited are you to get rolling on Saturday night and defend that title? Mate, I'm very excited to get back in there. I'm, uh, it's been, been too long. You know, I wanted to get a quick return to the Gong, but I had to wait that little bit longer, but hey, I'm going to start uh, my year, or my fighting uh, year anyway, with a bang. I want a few few fights this year, so I can't wait to get in there. Alexander, I've always been a fan of, of your mindset um, to, to this to this game, to, to the MMA game, because you always talk about finding room for improvement, finding room for improvement. I mean, I watched you completely mm-hmm. decimate, you know, Ortega. I-, I saw you beat Max Holloway twice and go toe-to-toe with him, gas tank for gas tank. What does improvement look like for you now that you are the champion, that you have been putting on dominant performances? 
Yeah, man, it, it, it's all about that. Obviously, a lot of people will ask, you know, how is it? How do you stay motivated? You know, when you're the champ and things like that. But I mean, you know, it's even though I, I believe I'm better than all these guys, I just want to be better every time I step in that octagon. So that's that's where I get my drive from. That's how I. I that's where I, I improve. I want to be better. You know, I don't have to be better than my opponent, you know, because I believe I am now. But, uh, you know, I'm the type of guy that I just want to be better every time. So no matter who turns up in that octagon across from me, they're in for a long night because I know I'm stepping up every time. I'm where I want to be. I expect a lot better from me every time I step in there. In terms of your journey, you know, you, you've trained with world-renowned guys. I mean, style bender comes to mind, obviously, Dan Hooker as well. And you guys are different fighters, obviously. But what I think you guys all have in common that I'm very curious to find out about is when you go in that cage, you bring an intensity, but you're surprisingly calm for getting ready to go out there and fight. Um, and, and even like we talked about with Ortega, your last fight, I mean, you are a couple times in a bad position. You remain calm. You got out of that bad position. Where does that come from? Where does remaining calm and calculated come from? Yeah, man, that's a uh, that's somewhere I, I truly do believe I, I separate myself uh, a fair bit because I, I can be uh, so calm and composed. That's how you can stick to a game game plan, you know, make the right decisions. I think it comes down to uh, the training we do as well. You know, where we put ourselves in very uncomfortable positions. You hear people talk about get comfortable in uncomfortable positions, right? You hear people talk about that whether it's in uh, business or anything. You know what I mean? Because it it does. It, it's a it's a good life skill to have, but I mean, it works so well in this world of MMA because, you know, you are going to be under the pump. There's going to be a lot happening, and if you can't stay focused, you can't be composed, you know, that title can definitely be out the window, you know what I mean? So you need to be on the ball uh, while all this is happening. So to be able to keep a pace while uh, so much has happened, heat of the moment, and still be composed in that chaos, it's a... Uh, it's, it's next level. It really does make a big difference. And you're right. You do see that. You, you see that in my performances, as you said, like Israel uh, and things like that. So it's something that uh, I, I probably bring down to the training. Alexander Volkanowski with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Alexander, this is crazy to me. The last time you lost a fight, I was like 15 years old. <laughs> I'm now 24 in the range of that. That's incredible. So the question I have for you is how... How does that happen? Like, you have been so dominant for so long. Like, how do you walk around with that every day just knowing that you're untouchable? Man, it's a, it is. It's, a, it's crazy when you look at it that way. Yeah, it has been a long time, 25 win streak. Um, you know, it is, it, it is impressive. But I just, uh, one step at a time, you know what I mean? Each uh, goal I have, you know, I don't really look back. You know what I mean? So uh, whatever whatever task is in front of me, yeah, whatever next step I need to take, you know, that's that's where my full focus is. So that helps, you know what I mean? Because if you're sitting there being like, oh, again, complacent, because, oh, look what I've done, you know, you that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm never about that. I don't look back. You know, I just look forward and I just uh, take over and get over whatever hurdle or whatever steps in front of me. That's that, that's 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 my main focus. Ooh. But, I mean, it's incredible. You, you're obviously bring these stats and all that, and, it, you know, it's, it's good to hear. It uh, obviously is... Uh, you know, we talk about legacy and, you know, this all comes into it, you know? Alexander, when we talk about, you know, how you've gotten to this point now, obviously top top, uh, to top five in the pound-for-pound pound rankings, you know, it seems like you've done it your way. You know, in this fight game, there's different ways you can take. You, you can talk trash on Instagram. You can badmouth someone's girlfriend or something like that. You, you've always seemed to yeah. kind of be true to yourself um, and not really get in the, 
get the trash talking per much. Now, Brian Ortega, you know, during the Ultimate Fighter, they brought out a little bit about that, you know. But in terms of your overall mm -hmm. style, your overall personality, we haven't seen a lot of that. Is there a part of you that wants to go out there and try to reach new heights and talk all this trash? Or are you, are you I don't want to say complacent, but are you confident in just who you are and being yourself? I mean, I'm confident in just being who, who I am. You know, you don't need to do it. Obviously, it's uh, exciting but, uh, to see to see a bit of bad blood and all that. But, I mean, if it's just not there, you know, faking the beef and, and all that, it's just, yeah, I, I ain't really about that. Obviously, some people uh, play that role and uh, they do it okay. Some people butcher it and do it terribly. But, um, you know, it's just, it is a part of the game. But one thing that I'm uh, proud of is the fact that I can just be myself and be where I am right now. Uh, and be myself the whole way through. Because again, like a, you know, you, you don't you don't need that. People think that's what you need to do. That's the blueprint. That's the only way people are gonna you know uh, want to talk about you and all that. Can it fast track it? Yeah, maybe. But um, I believe uh, you know the, what what you do in the octagon is is uh, what counts the most. I got people can say whatever they want. They get uh, knocked out and they get finished. That's it. Uh, their name goes at the end of the list. Uh, I got two more questions for you, man, then we'll let you go. I'm, I'm sure you're very busy today. Um, you know, you, you, you talked about the legacy, right? And, and when you look at the resume so far, Jose mm -hmm. Aldo, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway twice, I mean... You know, you're, you're to the point now where it's like, well, what's the next thing, right? Because uh, assuming that you, you win this Saturday, I mean, what's going to be next if you're looking forward right now? Like, what do you want that legacy to be for Alexander Volkanovsky? Yeah, man, it, it's, uh, there's, there's a few options there. I think that, uh, you know, obviously I've got a zombie to worry about, but, you know, 25 win streak, you know, well, I've been in, I've fought at middleweight, welterweight, lightweight, you know what I mean, uh, you know, featherweight. I'm undefeated in uh, all of them weights, including middleweight. You know, my only loss was at welterweight. Um, you know, and the, the guys I've taken out, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, uh, it's really saying something. But, I mean, I'm going to go out there, do zombie. I'm going to look at the division. You know, I don't want to be calling, uh, you know, double champ status straight away. But, I mean, I don't think it's long before you guys are going to be wanting that, before everyone's asking that. Everyone wants that to happen, you know. And then I've got the UFC telemeter door. So, you know, these are these are things that I see in the near future. You know, obviously I've got uh, something to worry about. But I want goat status. I want, you know, pound for pound status, all that type of stuff. But, you know, I don't think it's long before... Everyone else is, uh, you know, throwing uh, my name and all, uh, all of that. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the top of guy to be like, I'm this, I'm that. I want you guys to be saying that. I don't think I'm that far away from it. Well, and you mentioned it. UFC 273 this Saturday in Jacksonville by Star Veterans Memorial Arena. The main event, Alexander Volkanovsky taking on the Korean zombie. When you talk about zombie, I mean, obviously they call him zombie for a reason. And this guy can take a punch. And sometimes watching film on him, he will take one punch to give out two or three. What do you have to do to prevent it from being a street fight, essentially? Kind of like what he wants, I believe, to try to make it a slugfest. Is that what you're looking for? Because I've heard you say you're looking for the KO. But how do you go about getting that KO? Yeah, exactly. You've got to be clever. Yeah, calculated. Everyone knows I'm not going to take silly risks, right? I'm not going to, as you said, you, you nailed it. He's going to eat one to give one. And they're dangerous. So you've got to respect that. But at the same time, the fact that he's going to walk forward, invite shots and try and counter, that still gives me a lot of openings. So even though I'm going to be calculated, uh, like the, the, the shots are going to be there. It's still going to be a high-paced fight. There's going to be a lot of, uh, obviously, connections and things like that. But, I mean, I'm just going to wear him down, land some big shots and... Again, these openings that are going to be there, I see the finish just purely from the style he fights. You know, he is tough. You're right, but I mean, when I put a pace on someone and and you give me that many openings to land on your team, you're going to go down. 
you are going to get tired, you are going to crumble, and I'm going to get that finish. That's honestly what I, I truly do believe, and I can't wait to go out there and, and do that. You know, I know there's going to be exciting fights. I know it's a, the, the fans are going to love it, but on top of that, you know, obviously we've got to get that win, and you know, I'd love that finish too. Alexander Volkanovski, thanks for taking some time and joining ESPN 690. I would wish you good luck, but I've seen your training regimen. I've seen you online. Luck is for the unprepared. You're prepared, man, so good skill. I appreciate it. Always prepared. Thank you. Thank you, man. I had a good conversation with Alexander Volkanovski and uh, UFC 273 in Jacksonville Saturday night. We've had you covered, of course. Uh, nobody going to do that better in town than right here on ESPN 690 uh, with a conversation with Alex and also uh, Dana White on, in the last hour. Now let's go racing a little bit. We've got a little bit of everything here on the show today. And uh, Martinsville, the place we find action sports shacks, Stuart Weber. Uh, doing a little work uh, while he also does a little play. Let's see how loud it is at the track. What's up, Weber? Oh, yeah, I don't think it's too loud right now. We just wrapped up uh, Cup Series practice, about to get a little qualifying for tomorrow night's Blue Emu 400. We got a little <laughs> Xfinity race in here tonight. We, we got a full weekend of NASCAR action up here in Martinsville, Virginia, guys. Yeah, what's the track? This is you're up there with your um, your dad, your stepdad, I think. Your dad, uh, and what uh, what what do you see? What's different? You guys have been a variety of tracks. Why are you going to this one? All right, so this is uh, this is short track racing at its finest. All right, there's going to be uh, a lot of you know rubbed, rubbing and racing, and some fenders knocked in. We're going to have tire marks on the side of everyone's cars. If, if your car is clean at the end of the night, you probably had to stop racing very early because you did not race. Because uh, this is a place with, with a lot of action. It's a short track. It's only a half mile long. It's two very tight corners and two long straightaways. So much so they nicknamed it the paperclip. Ooh, I like that. Stuart, so, you know, in terms of like being a very, very, very casual uh, racing fan here, what are some of the biggest storylines going on in the race this weekend? So the biggest storyline is actually tonight in the Xfinity race because one Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be doing his one and only race of the season. Hmm. And uh, a lot of fans will be coming out here for that alone. Uh, of course, it'll stay for the Cup Series race on Saturday night as well. But usually the Xfinity Series doesn't quite get the, uh, the draw that it will tonight. But, hey, a lot of fans want to come see their favorite driver race, even if it's a one-off. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. going to be in the 88 Hellman's Mayonnaise car tonight. Oh, wow. Uh, Stuart Weber with us from Martinsville. Uh, <laughs> oh, NASCAR. On Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We should actually do that weekly. Find, like, the, the most unique car or name or even sponsor for the track. Uh, because what do we got? Like, Glue Emu or something like that? That's the name of the race tonight, right? Yeah, the, the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Release 400 on Saturday night, I believe, is nice. the, uh, the race tonight. <laughs> Tonight's, by the way, is the call811.com before you dig 250, presented by call811. <laughs> so good. You can't hey, make I, that up. You can't I know you can't. Hey, more on the Dale Jr. How much, how big is it because Jr.'s doing this? And, and do you expect him to do this, like, what, once a year or whatever? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's got a couple more years in his, one of his contracts that say he's going to do one race a year kind of deal. And, you know, he, he owns an Xfinity Series team, so there are four cars that he owns in the race, and then also the extra car that he just throws in for himself tonight. So while he's always interested in the Xfinity racing every week, uh, this week he's going to take a little more hands-on approach to see how his drivers are doing. I will say, though, uh, Junior did not qualify well last night. He qualified 30th for the race, 
So he's going to have to come from the back of the field and uh, and knock a few guys out of the way on the way to the front. Must be all that mayonnaise. Hey, Weber. <laughs> let, <laughs> really, it's really going to weigh somebody down. Let's, let's weigh him down. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. As a avid DFS NASCAR player who's lost a lot of money this season. There it is. Uh, usually on Sundays, why are they racing on Saturday? Am I the only one that doesn't know why that's happening? Night race. A little Saturday night race. So uh, they're going under the lights. And, and when they do the night races, they try to do them on Saturday night. That way everyone can uh, wake up early and get to church on Sunday. I'll be sure to get my lineup in. Thanks, Stuart. I would have missed it. By the way, Dale Jr., big fan of a mayo and banana sandwich. Discuss amongst yourselves on that one later. That's about disgusting to me. Oh, oh one more uh, culinary, one, one more bit of culinary news for you. I, I've yet to have it, but I will before the weekend is out. Martinsville Speedway, famous for its hot dogs. Uh, you can get a hot dog here for $2. They come a regular hot dog, nothing on it, for $2. But they also have the, uh, the all-the-way Martinsville-style which is a hot dog with mustard, onions, chili, and coleslaw. Mm. Okay, coleslaw, the onions. Yeah, you were okay on the on everything but the coleslaw, probably. But I can. You guys see are it. such coleslaw haters. It's unbelievable. Well, it's bad. You, you guys are unbelievable. I really thought you were going to say mayonnaise, Stuart. I just yeah, was waiting I for thought that. So I was kind of for that, honestly. I was waiting for Maybe that, Maybe Dale Jr. will add that on his this week. He has <laughs> said that uh, if he wins, he's going to go grab three of those things and go to town. <laughs> hey, Weber, go have some fun, man. Uh, eat well. Eat a lot of dogs. Watch a lot of good racing. Thanks for jumping in with us at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You got it, guys. Uh, enjoy the racing for anyone who watches tonight. And uh, boogity-boogity. There you go. Thanks, man. That's Stuart Weber. Um, we could have a lot of fun with NASCAR, by the way, with all those names. And I thought where, where Stuart was headed, see, I'm from New England, and I think, like, you know, in Long Island, New York, all that, they've got the Coney Dog stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, like, in Rhode Island, we kind of, they call them wieners, by the way, in Rhode Island. And I think in other parts, they do that in Wisconsin for you with the kind of the chili sauce, the mustard, the onions, and, like, celery salt um, on top of the, like, the skinny, long looking hot dog yeah yeah i mean i mean so wisconsin is a lot more bratwurst than hot. like we just call them hot dogs but we're more bratwursts okay um but i know like chicago i mean they, they have like the chicago style so it's they celery do. salt uh banana peppers yes um very good oh it's fantastic yeah it's very really good. good i think onions are on there yeah i, can't you know, I haven't had one in a while you can go to Sonic and get a Chicago dog, or used to be able to, and actually I've done it, and it's pretty good. Okay, nice, nice, Now, nice. it's probably better in Chicago, but I'm just telling uh, yeah. you, the Sonic one isn't bad. Well, and they have a, it's called Portillo's. It's where, like, where they made it famous, but there's a Portillo's in Orlando as well. There's a little, also a, a spot. Free advertising for everybody. In, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give some. In Bradenton, uh, there's a spot called Joey D's. It's a Chicago-style eatery, so they have the same type of hot dogs. Oh, see, I'd like that. i got to go try that out when I'm down there then, or over there. Yeah, so Joey, Joey D's is that spot, I'm telling you. All right. Uh, but, yeah, like, when we would order them, like, we had a place called Eats, right? E-A-T-S, right near my, my, my uh, where I grew up. And so, I mean, I'm literally, like, two minutes. And we would go, and you get the, you basically say, wieners all the way, baby, if you oh. want all that stuff on them. Or you say, hold the whatever. But, uh, awesome. Oh, it makes me miss home just thinking about it. Hey, man, anytime you can say wieners all the way on the radio, that's got to be a good day, right? <laughs> that's not a bad day. Uh, hey, I have mixed emotions right now. What's that? Mixed emotions. About the wieners? Or? Nope. About the Yankees. Josh Donaldson, the oh, hero, walks man. it off in the 11th. Red Sox got off to such a good start. They touched up Garrett Cole pretty well in the first inning and then really didn't do that much. 
Um, so the, the Sox lose 6-5. I saw the Garrett Cole slander out there on Twitter. People are already upset. I know it. They're already, well, just think, like, how he ended last year and then started this year. Yeah, not, not a good recent memory. Uh, Rays are tied with the Orioles, so, you know. I, <laughs> that's weird. Orioles can be good early on in the season. It's weird. All right? They were last yeah. year, too. I think they swept the Red Sox last year to open the year. Yeah. Um, I don't like but, it, though. But here's my mixed emotions. I'm a little pleased with the fact that Giancarlo Stanton struck out in the ninth inning with the winning run on base. You got to love that. I like that. And I did just text back and forth with Travis Chapman, who's the Yankees' first base coach. And I just told him, I said, you have now made... Red Sox losses to the Yankees a little more tolerable for me. He's, he's already <laughs> because, on his phone? Yeah, Didn't already, it just end? Already, uh, yeah, I did. Well, I had texted him at, like, noon, and I was like, man, you're probably already out on the field, but I just wanted to say good luck, have fun, enjoy it. That was his debut in the major leagues as a first base coach. Yeah. And uh, cool. he's a Jacksonville guy, and he, he's a neighbor, really. He's a really good dude. And so, um, so yeah. And his family went up to see the game and all that stuff. So very cool for the Chapmans. And uh, he said that was a lot of fun. So uh, I bet it was for a Yankee fan. And he'll remember that one. That's technically his second big league game. He actually uh, played for the Phillies and got one at bat. I think I've told the story before. So uh, Yankees win. We'll give you an update on Tiger. And I think we have slam poetry rewritten. By Austin Yeah, Blake. unfortunately, I accidentally uh, deleted a lot going on here today, so I had to rewrite it real quick, but I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. All right, that's coming up on ESPN 690 on a Friday. To have a young superstar in the making, in my opinion, in LaMelo Ball, first-time All-Star, why would you bring a guy like Russ in who's going to want take the ball away from him uh, out of his hands a lot of times. They're not going to compliment each other well. And you don't want LaMelo Ball having to look over his shoulder, right? You want that guy, that young man, to go out there and play freely. So what happens is when you bring a guy in like Russell Westbrook, who is a is an alpha male who still has that mindset of being that guy who's ball dominant, all of a sudden now you're kind of creating a little controversy inside the locker room and the team and from your young superstar in the making. I think that's Kendrick Perkins, and I always love ball dominant when talking about the NBA. You <laughs> <laughs> should just come up with, like, the best phrases. Probably could do a whole book on that, right? You make a living out of it. Yeah, you probably could. Uh, we are back here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. A lot of USC talk today, but uh, we're going to talk some NBA in just a moment. Uh, Phil G on some baseball. Of course, Tiger Woods watches on. Uh, will he make the cut? Cut right now four over par at last check. He's at three over, playing 13. Uh, he has a chip on his third shot at 13, which is a birdie hole usually at Augusta. So we'll see if he can get up and down and try to get uh, at least give him some space to make the cut. I tell you, making the cut is a win for Tiger this week. And if you do make the cut, you're really not that far off the lead. The play is really hard right now at Augusta. You can, uh, I'm out at Creekside High School. they got senior night here, and you can hear the wind probably on the show. Well, that's the kind of wind that's blowing at Augusta, too, maybe even more. 
Uh, Tiger hits a pretty good chip. He'll have about four feet for birdie on 13. So that's the update there. Scotty Scheffler in the lead at four under par. It uh, doesn't look like anybody's running away going into the weekend, so should be a fantastic Masters on CBS 47. And uh, while uh, we're looking into the weekend, we can tell you Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up tonight and all weekend long. And uh, tonight, right after our show, Action Sports Shacks OT, that's now a daily occurrence with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton filling right after our show into Jumbo Shrimp coverage. Shrimp did get a win last night, the first one of 2022. We'll have you covered on the TV side, Action Sports Shacks, uh, primetime, 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47. You know, Austin Lane is going to do a little TV. He's got, like, the Grammy Awards, the CMT Awards. Uh, but tomorrow we go to the real expertise, and you'll join me for a few <laughs> minutes on the UFC. <laughs> What a tease, Brett. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want the hard-hitting, real stuff, then check us out tomorrow because we're going to be at Buy Star Veterans Memorial Arena for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have a little bit of that. Hey, by the way, any update? Uh, like, Dana White hasn't called yet. Not yet, no. Um, talk, there's talking, but not looking the best right now, which is unfortunate because no. I, so, was, I was hoping it was going to go down. But So here's the situation. And before we get to NBA Slam Poetry, I just love what's going on here. We had Dana White scheduled to join us about 3.30. Yeah. Uh, he got running behind a little bit. They had weigh-ins, so he joined us at like 4.45, had a nice conversation with Dana White. Uh, we have, like, I really have to hold myself back, and I'm probably Austin does too. He seriously is like a fight away from getting that promotion to the UFC. Yeah. And could be a phone call away, could be another fight away if we're being real about it. Well, uh, then Austin filled us in, and I, I had no idea about this, but one of the heavyweight bouts is off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which fighter you can fill us in on who can't make it, but um, so now you're like, Okay, short notice. Let's give him a call. We're ready to go if you need us. Yeah. And Dana, we just had you on the line. I might have texted Dana's people and said, hey, if Dana's going to make the poll poll on Austin uh, for the heavyweight fight, he's ready to go on (laughs) short notice and have him call back and make the announcement, all right? That'd be good radio. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So, unfortunately, it's not even Dana who sets up the fights, believe it or not. Um, uh, It's another guy. So, my my coach slash manager has been in contact with said gentleman, and it was kind of it was kind of chaos because they're doing the weigh-ins so like you know the guys on the stage so like we're watching the guys like is he checking his phone did he see the text message or not um <laughs> I, I think he saw it after and now we're i mean it's not looking promising but um who knows man anything can happen and if that's the case and they need me to go i'm ready to go so well that awesome. would be wild by the way because uh, we had hoped anyway coming off your last fight when you yeah. won and you've had a nice couple of years that that maybe you could get the call in jacksonville which would have been cool uh just give me an idea how that works like uh, they don't want to they want to make sure obviously everybody's healthy there's things you have to go through i would think right now austin is this a little too tricky to even if they if they're like hey yeah we can do this could they even make it happen yeah we're so, inside 24 hours well and that's the thing i and i'm sure every state is different i honestly don't know what the florida fighting commission um what the rules state but usually if you're talking i mean now heavyweights are different I, I get that but usually i think if you're talking within 24 hours i think it is hard to make a fight yeah. Um, especially since the you know the the fight that was supposed to take place was already called off, so I assume there's already a plan in place um, to have that fight ran back someplace. Yeah. But um, so I'm sure it's hard to make that fight. But uh, I have all my medicals; they're still up to date and everything. So, um, yeah. I mean, if 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 I do get a call, I'm definitely gonna jump at it, man. And I'll see you guys tomorrow in a different capacity. Yeah, I never <laughs> know what I'm. You don't need a credential if you're in the cage. Um, <laughs> yeah, but how cool would that be? Like, I, I get to like go fight, and then I'll come out and do like the the action sports jackson after it. 
That would be great. Yeah. Uh, I never know what I'm allowed to share or not share, but the bottom line is Austin has been prepped and ready to go yeah. in case of a short fight opportunity. Uh, and I know you thought maybe one could even have come about like a week, week and a half ago, something like that. So, Correct. I mean, to your point, like you're ready. Like sometimes you're ready to go and sometimes you're not ready to go, yeah. I would imagine, in your world. But you are ready to go if they, if they were to call uh, this week, next week, tomorrow, any day. Yeah, I mean, you know, this the, this is the fight game. Now, obviously, fighting on 24 hours notice, is it ideal? Absolutely not. But the way that I look at it is if, if I was going to leave the building right now and someone's in the parking lot wants to fight me and says, hey, if you beat me, you know, I'll give you $2 million, I'm not going to say... <laughs> Well, hey, can you, can you give me like two weeks to get ready for this fight? No, I mean, it's it's fighting, you know, and, and you have to stay ready. So I'm definitely ready to roll um, whenever that call comes down the line, if it's tonight, tomorrow, or in the future, but I'll be ready. Is it, I know you just threw that number out there. Is it, would it, could it potentially be that kind of payday? Not even close, no. No, that no, was, was just say. that I was just a number. So. No, yeah, no, I didn't no, think no, so. no, yeah, no, but, no, not even uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, wait a minute, maybe I misread this thing, but I don't think it's that kind of payday. No, but, no, uh, no. I get what you're saying in the context of it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. I'm sorry you're going to have to put, at least for now, the phone down, yeah. the fight plans down, yeah. because, you know, on top of all the other hats you wear, you're a poet. <laughs> yeah, something like it. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, I had it all ready to go, wrote it, uh, you know, this morning, real professional during the morning show, and then just due to the chaos that was taking place here today with everything going on, um, accidentally deleted it and couldn't get it back. So thanks for Stuart Weber calling in, and thanks for Brett Martineau taking over the baseball interviews. I was able to come up with something here in probably the last 30 minutes or so that I'm pretty proud of. I think is going to live up to, you know, the slam poetry um, model here. And especially being the last one of the regular season, I had to go out with a bang here, Brett. Let's hey, do it. You know, thanks, Stuart Weber, for talking mayonnaise. Thanks, Brett Martineau. Didn't hear thanks no thanks, Casey, Casey Kurtz. Kurtz. Thank you, Casey Kurtz. That's too late. Just go oh. on. Okay. Well, th well, okay. Then I'm gonna take. Thanks I'm in Chip a bad Kurtz. mood now. Thanks, uh, Chip Kurtz. Thanks, Casey Kurtz. Thank you, thanks, Chip Amanda Kurtz. Kurtz. Thanks to thanks to all the Kurtzes out there. Thanks, thanks to Tiger, who just birdied Hello, 13. Is, is Tiger still playing? Yeah, he just birdied the 13. So okay. now he's plus two. Okay. Cool. Let's go. Let's. All right. I'm snapping already for a Tiger birdie. All right. Let's get our snaps ready. Make sure that bongo drum is in tuned, and away we go. NBA Slam Poetry, let's put the cap on a fantastic season. Man, this league has me smiling from ear to ear, and LeBron James and the Lakers, they are that reason. Mm. I get it, LeBron can't do it all himself. Someone had to throw that dude a bone. But the last time I saw a collapse like that was back in 2011, the final season of Game of Thrones. Mm. Trash season. <sighs> the season's entertaining, straight money, we'll call it a stockbroker. Well, except the vanilla Tim Duncan winning MVP. Yeah, I'm talking about that dude named the Joker. I get it. But he's not entertaining, you know? Two years in a row. I know, man. Come on, boring. Giannis should be the MVP, but I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to go on a rant. All right, guys, seriously, let's have a conversation. Are the Grizz better without John Morant? And that pains me to say it. I thought you were going to vouch for him for MVP with that brand. I mean, line. no, man. Like, the Grizz are playing on fire without him. Makes me a little nervous. He's scheduled to come back soon. Okay, we'll see. Boston locked in third place. We'll call it a Boston three party. Knicks played like a freshman on prom night who had way too much to drink. Drop the Bacardi. Sorry, Knicks fans. You're trash. Don't be doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, in college, I meant, Brent, not oh, high school. Sorry. Come on. Nets are in the playoffs, but I'm sure that, okay, Nets are in the playoffs, but I'm not sure if they have the right skills. Two things I'm sick of talking about. Two things I'm sick and tired of talking about. Where is Ben Simmons? And did you know that Augusta? They have hills. 
<laughs> you know that? Uh, they do. Yep. Luke we'll and the, to remember. <laughs> Luke and the Mavericks breaking backs. You think their defense is your ally? Let's call him Bane. Uh-oh, Brent, I'm looking out the window. It's not the Ducks, but I guess Orlando Magic are stuck in the drain? How did they get in there? How did they get in there? Sorry, Casey, you, you upset about that one? You Magic fan? You all right? I'm fine. Okay, sorry, man. The Magic been rele relegated yet. Yep. Miami, <laughs> no, not quite yet. Miami Heat are tough. I can't front. I'm just spitting facts. It's not about basketball, but check me out this weekend talking country music on Action Sports Jacks. Ah, there we go. Hit the Bible alert button. There we go. Kane Brown coming in hot. Uh, this is the annual announcement that Sacktown is out of the playoffs, but get well, De'Aaron Fox. Pacers gave away their chances quicker than Brent giving away a Chip Kurtz purchase blaster box. Back-to-back Bible alerts. That was a red blushing cheek smile with Casey Kurtz after that line. Oh, and uh, last but not least, shock your mock. Regular season is done. I'm feeling kind of melancholy. Call me, call me Billy Corgan. In case you didn't hear it before, check me out talking the CMT Awards with Action News Jacks, Chandler Morgan! <laughs> <laughs> There's a mention. There's a mention. There's another mention. I mean, Chandler Morgan's got the best agent I've ever seen. You better believe she, it. That agent's even got to you. I, 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 she's probably sleeping right now, and she's still getting talked about. How do you feel about it, Brent? Oh, man. Working that graveyard shift. Chandler Morgan, watch her every morning. There CBS you go. 7 and Fox 30. There you go. That was terrific, by Thanks, the way. Thanks, man. Good work. Hey, well, you brought it, man. And uh, you deleted it and made it be made it better. I tried to. That was Woo. good stuff. Uh, by the way, a special shout-out to our good friend who's joined us on the show before, Miss Tanika Hughes from Action News Jack. She's got a, uh, she announced recently she has a uh, medical procedure, and so we wish her well in her recovery. So she shared that with all the viewers. But if uh, you watch Action News Jack, a, a special uh, thought of prayer for uh, Tanika Hughes. She'll be out for the next uh, few weeks, I think four to six weeks or so. So uh, best to Tanika. Who's come on the show and talked a little racing before, by the way. Yeah, she has. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's awesome. Yep. Uh, so so there's some uh, very positive you. energy. That's right. Yep. Positive energy. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We put a bow on the show. When we come back, Action Sports Shacks overtime on the way at 6 o'clock. Tiger Woods updates continue as well on the hilly Augusta National <laughs> Golf Course. We'll be back. Chicago White Sox over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes! At least we end it! What? you lost, I think I picked the Dodgers the last four years, so I, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to mix it up a little. And, and I love... Uh, I, I love Lucas Giolito. Uh, I think Michael Kopech uh, is going to take a step forward. I think Dylan Cease is a sneaky Cy Young contender this year. Uh, and that lineup, if you go and look at the Chicago White Sox lineup, if everyone there stays healthy, it's every bit the lineup that the Toronto Blue Jays have right now. And I, I think their bullpen is even better than the Blue Jays. Uh, I want to say that's Jeff Passan. I'm not convinced it's Passan, though. Final answer? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jeff Passan. Okay. Uh, Jeff Passan uh, talking a little baseball. He does it uh, very well, by the way, on the ESPN. Brett Martineau along with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Uh, baseball uh, opening day for some teams is today. Yankees beat the Red Sox in walk-off fashion. Good win for Travis Chapman. Bad win for the rest of the Yankees. Um, but at least John Carlos Stanton didn't 
walk him off. Josh Donaldson did. So that trade already paid off for Brian Cashman. Uh, and Rays are tied with the Orioles 1-1 in the eighth, I believe, Casey. Yep, can't believe it. Yep, and uh, you're going to get Debbie Downer, Casey, if they don't win and... We just got a major injury to the U.S. men's national team, apparently. Yeah, so we'll do that second. I do want to work this in about the Rays. They only lost one time to the Orioles last year. Mm. One time? They were 18-1 and one against them? Or was it shortened? No, no, 18-1. and one. 18 or 16, something like that. Uh, yeah, only once. So if you lose to them in the first one, there's two options. One, you're going to do worse <laughs> against the Orioles last year. Or two, the next, you're going to go, what, 18-17-0 the rest of the way? Yeah. So two ways to look at it. Okay. Uh, but in terms of the second point... Yeah, um, you know, I wasn't really upset. I didn't get mentioned before Slam Poetry, but I did find out the news uh, that Giovanni Reyna, uh, attacking player for the United States, going to play the other wing from Christian Pulisic, likely in the World Cup, 77 seconds into his club game. Uh, non-contact injury. He left the field crying. Uh, you can you can see it. It kind of looked like what happened to Kevin Durant in his leg, if Ooh. you're looking at the right spot. So. Uh, suck. It, first of all, it just sucks for him. Uh, he's like 19 years old. Um, he's incredibly talented. He's obviously going to have a severe injury to come back from, but in terms of the United States, you just lost your second best player. Um, maybe your most promising player, attacking player, a guy that can put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, that, that's a tough, tough loss if it is as bad as it looked uh, just a few minutes ago over in Germany. That is not cool. Yeah, I'm seeing the, the video of him, and he, he looks like, I mean, I haven't seen the injury of what it looked like, but, I mean, his reaction walking off the field, I think it's the reaction of someone who knows that they might not be playing in the World Cup. So, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it's too bad. That will slow down a little bit of the momentum and, and World Cup fever of the United States. Uh, I think it will pick up again, but that, uh, that's a bummer for them. I've got some good news for Tiger Woods fans. Just went back-to-back birdies, 13 and 14, made a putt. He's plus one. Now, Scotty Scheffler, I think, is at five under par, so six off the lead. But that makes it a little bit more comfortable going to 15, 16, 17, and 18 for Tiger. If he can bring it home in reasonable fashion, that will at least be around for the weekend. And quite frankly, guys, not out of the mix. I mean, you can get to the Masters and be six shots back on the back nine and still be in play. Mm -hmm. It's happened before many a times, or at least a few times. But Tiger Woods being, let's just say he's five, six shots off the lead going into the weekend. Uh, that'd be a pretty good storyline going into Saturday, Sunday, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to get people tuning in. Like, I wonder what the numbers would look like if he wasn't um, in contention versus if he you know, was still playing. I'm sure it'd be drastic. So I think if Tiger's going on the weekend uh, and he's playing well, yeah, in terms of ratings, in terms of hype, in terms of the trending topic, he's definitely going to be there. Yeah, we'll see what Scotty Scheffler does. And Scotty Scheffler, by the way, is the best golfer in the world right now. He's been awesome. And he's too clear of, of a group that's at three under. So he's only on his 12th hole. He's actually playing 13 where he might get to six. But if you really just look at that next group of guys at three under par, which is if I was Tiger, that's what I'd be looking at. And right now he's four back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, yeah. pretty, he's four back a second place. I mean, that's pretty darn good uh, for Tiger. So um, he's going to 15, a par five. He, he We'll see what he can do here, but he has a chance to go for three birdies in a row and get it back to even. It's been a struggle, really, these first two days. It's been a challenge, to say the least, just with the golf game, but he's really grinded it out, which is no surprise uh, for for Tiger Woods. Uh, a couple of local stories real quick, and uh, Casey, you'll know this name, Marcus Stokes. Remember him, Nice High School football quarterback? Yeah, I know where you're uh, going with this. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, news just came down that he committed to uh, Penn State. 
Oh, so cool. he's, he's going to be a Nittany Lion and uh, part of the big-time talent pool in the state of Florida. Uh, he gets the uh, nod to go to Penn State. He had a lot of schools after him. Had a big year. Casey and I know that from the Friday nights in the fall for Nice. So congratulations to Marcus Stokes. He uh, is committed, not signed, but committed to go to Penn State. And one other note uh, from a baseball, I told you guys about St. John's Country Day playing in that elite tournament. Well, they just won one to nothing in the semifinals. So they have a chance to win really what's considered, I think, to be the most elite tournament there is in high school baseball in the country. And uh, St. John's Country Day will play for the championship tomorrow up there in Cary, North Carolina. So a couple of good stories brewing in local sports. Meanwhile, we have UFC 273. We'll see you boys there tomorrow, right? We'll see you there, man. Absolutely. Casey pumped up a little... Uh little catering coming in for us? Yeah, you know, I, I told my, my parents, Amanda, about the food situation and the meal service times, and Amanda <laughs> looked at me sideways. My parents told me to stop eating, but neither, oh, of, those, no. neither of those things are going to happen. I'm going to eat all the meals, Oh yes. and Amanda's going to keep looking at me sideways. I yeah. know that, so it's, Casey, we're all good. me and you, we're, we're going to be hanging next with, with Jake Paul, maybe talking smack to him, having some lobster bisque, just really enjoying ourselves there at UFC 273. I hope so. Yes. I'm all against Jake Paul, by the way. I do like Logan Paul. Jake is one with the tattoos, right? Jake's the younger one, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Logan Paul is the wrestler. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Do you, do you think we'll see some celebs tomorrow, then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The question like, is who. We should like do th- yeah, Brady? We should do is, will Trevor oh. be there tomorrow? Tre- yeah, Trevor's yeah, there. Sure. So Trevor's, if he's not going to be, I'd be disappointed. I'd put it you at know? the line minus... 450. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence will be in the building. Trevor's going to be there. I bet he gets a shout out too. Like I bet they put, him, put him on, on TV. the camera. 100%. Yeah, we got to. Um, right. I feel like Jared Leto's always at those things for some reason. Like every single UFC event, Jared Leto's there. So We've I, also seen a lot of MGK I as well. I know who that is. Jared, Jared Leto. Brent. Yes. Brent. You know. If it was ju- if he was just a musician, I'd say no. No, for if sure. If he was just an actor, I'd say no. No. But he's a musician and an actor. Guys won an Oscar, Brent. Guy played the Joker one time. Yeah, wasn't his oh. best performance, but... but Will Smith, still. by the way, banned from the Oscars for Same 10 movie. years. Same movie. Same movie, yeah. Will Smith was in the movie, too. Yeah, he's banned 10 years from the Oscars. How about that? I mean, but of course. You, you can't hit people at the or slap people at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. That's a new. I, that's not a new rule problem. Yeah, but how bad is it like when they still gave him the award and they gave him a standing ovation when he won it? Um, yeah. Yeah, well... That's true. If they somebody go, gets okay. slapped at the CMTs, do you think you'll get to break in on Action News Jax? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me or him? No, 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 no country Brett, music Brett, ex- Brett. expert. Hey, Brett, no offense, but you're getting bumped. All right. So you better <laughs> hope. be the first time. Hey, you, you better hope that nobody gets slapped at the CMTs, because if that's the case, John Bogwin, we're going live to Austin Lane for the next hour to break this whole thing down. So. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, hey, we'll keep watching. Tigers playing the 15th hole at the Masters. Got a busy weekend. Good local sports weekend with the UFC 273 in town. We'll have all that covered for you all weekend long. Jumbo Shrimp coming up at 6.50 on ESPN 690. But before that, it's Action Sports Jacks OT with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. So keep it locked right here. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. And if you want to watch some local baseball this weekend, you do have JU and UNF in the River City Rumble, both baseball and softball at each campus. So uh, some fun stuff to catch if you're looking for something to do here on a Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Jacksonville. We'll be right back on ESPN 690 with... Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, Action Sports Shacks OT starts at 6 o'clock. Have a good weekend, everybody.